We're glad to have uh, Brother Frank here tonight just to minister and share what the Lord has put on his heart. And, uh, you know, this is one of those meetings we let anything go, anything of God, that is. Anything of the devil has to go. Uh, but we just let the Spirit of God flow, and so I just, just stay open like you normally are. Uh, and if we worship, if we preach, if there's ministry laying on hands, prophecy, other gifts, whatever, we just flow. And just let God be God and let the Spirit of God uh, rule and reign in our service tonight. Frank, you can minister, like I said, up here or down there, wherever you want, and, uh, and we'll just receive. So have your Bibles ready, have your hearts ready, and uh, let's welcome uh, Brother Frank Borda to Life Church. Back to Life Church. Yay! Come on. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You're very kind. You're too kind. Amen. Those of you who said neither, y'all come up first and we'll pray for you. Get you set free from that spirit of indecision. Amen. And, uh, <laughs> and then we'll set you back down and you'll be able to enjoy the rest of the service. Amen. Uh, did I bring, can I have that water please, brother? I'm going to. Thank you. I will. <laughs> yeah, this is the one. This one is cold. This will ice my throat. It's refreshing, but when I'm speaking, it's got to be room temperature. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, I like it down here. Praise the Lord. And I like this mic too. Amen. It's good. It'll work. Praise the Lord. That's a crusade sound. That's what he had going on in the beginning. That was a crusade mic. That's the kind of sound you get when you're preaching to 20,000 people out on an open field. And I'll tell you what, the, the, the glory of God's electricity and his anointing just combined with just the pure power of the decibels and the sound. And knowing that you are the one in authority with the mic to speak. The, man, I'll tell you, the, the, the surges through your entire being. Praise the Lord. It's a good thing. Um, but really, honestly, it just, I'm not going to take a lot of time in introducing myself tonight or talking, you know, chit-chat and uh, that kind of talk with you because I do want to take maybe the next hour, hour and a half, and uh, I believe we're in store for a really good night tonight. Amen. With the Lord. I believe the Lord has some good treasures from His good heart that He has put in and and, and download it into the treasure of my heart that's going to be brought forth. Amen. Tonight. And uh, so uh, I'm glad you guys sang that song. I, like I said, I'm just really thrilled to be here. I do thank Pastor Mark and Amy. I really love those guys. And we've just begun to build a, a relationship that just grows stronger every time we talk, every time we see each other. It's one of those God-ordained, divine relationships, you know, and that's what you look for in life. That's really what you want in life and what you need in ministry uh, with people. Uh, you don't need, you know, relationships that, that just aren't developed and, 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 you know, designed by the Lord. I mean, we're brothers and sisters in the Lord, and so we can love everyone, and we and, and, and we do. We've got lots of friends and acquaintances around the world in different nations, and we're thankful for all of them. But, you know, there, there comes at some times when you just meet someone 
and there's a hookup and there's a connection and there's a kindred spirit and a like precious faith and there's just a flow between the people. And that's what I feel that I have with, uh, with Mark and Amy. And, uh, and uh, he told me, you know, that's okay, brother. I'm, I'm going to work towards that myself. Can't say I have that. No, not really. We... <laughs> No, it's really uh, uh, an honor to be his friend and uh, to have the opportunity to come and minister to you guys. I remember when I was here last time, I said, uh, well, first let me say this. I'm glad the worship team sang that song uh, about the presence of God and about inviting the Holy Spirit in tonight. Because really, that's what this night is about. This night is going to be a night about the presence of God. Amen. Are you ready to really just be saturated, inundated, overflowed by the presence and the power of our Lord Jesus tonight? Amen. Because I I believe that's what he has in store for us tonight. With a divine and holy eternal purpose to the end uh, of that presence that he is going to uh, bless us with and put on us and help us with tonight, strengthen us. But I, I want to mention this because um, I remember um, a number of years ago, uh, it's been quite a while now, probably 15 years or so, and uh, I was kind of in the beginning days of my ministry, um, and uh, you know, I've, I've been walking with the Lord 39 years by the grace of God. So I came to know him when I was six months old. Amen. I had a divine encounter. Hallelujah. And I raised my hand and confessed Jesus as Lord. No, really, I was, I was a 12-year-old boy when I came to know, to know the Lord. And, and um, so now uh, he's been sweeter and sweeter through the years. You know, because the longer you walk with him, the more you realize really it is all about him. It's all about His love. It's all about His mercy. It's all about His grace and His patience, His long-suffering. I'll tell you, uh, long, to be long-suffering and patient is, means to be long-spirited, you know. And the Lord is slow to anger and quick to forgive. Amen? And these are the things, you know, the longer you walk with them, even though you grow up spiritually and you do develop, uh, spiritually speaking, and you, you know, you should anyway, and, and, and you do, because he's faithful to, to grow us up. But, but the, the more you grow and, and the longer you're in him, uh, the more humble you really become before him. The more thankful you become to him. The more in love you become with him. Amen. And it's all because of a reciprocal response to who he is and what he does for you and in your life. And so, it never gets worse. It it really does only get better as we walk with the Lord. Even though we still have to navigate the affairs of life and and the downfall of this world system and the nature of sin and all of these things, you have to still deal with these things. And that's why He does what He's going to do tonight. And what he does on a regular basis. But um, I was uh, there in the presence of God that one time, I remember. And uh, I'd begun to travel and I'd been a few places. And um, 
seeing the hand of God real strong right from the start, because really it's just his gift. It's his anointing. It's his grace on someone's life. And the gift and calling of God is irrevocable without repentance, the Bible says. And so, so as you walk with him now, hopefully as you do and you see what he does uh, for people, uh, then it, like I said, it causes you to be humble and it causes you to grow and it enlarges your spirit so that you continue to have a right spirit before the Lord. Amen. And that you can uh, have the right motives and the right heart for people as you continue to go. Because if you can keep that right heart for people and for God and right motives and keep your heart. Amen. Keep your heart with all diligence, no matter what comes at you, what comes against you, uh, with whatever kind of frequency it seems to come, and repetitiveness, it doesn't matter. The more you keep your heart pure and right with the Lord, then uh, He's able to increase everything that He wants to do in your life to a place where He takes you to a place of a beyond comprehension type of a blessing where you just see the hand and the grace and the power and the glory of God do things that only God can do. And um, I remember he spoke to me this one day and he said, Son, if you will be faithful and if you will follow me and obey me and you'll go to the places and the people to which I send you, If you'll just do that, son, if you'll just get up before the people, and if you'll just be faithful to go and stand in front of the people and open your mouth and proclaim the Word of God that's in your heart and my name before the people, I've got something that I'm going to do for you. He said, if you'll do that, I will always be with you and I will literally stand before you or in front of you as you proclaim the word to the people. I will breathe on the people. And that's what he's done. And so I've always just had that. The Holy Spirit even reminded me of that just tonight. I think even as... Recently is when we were in the office here, just getting ready for service, praying a little bit. And I, that came up in my spirit. I had remembrance of that. And the Lord is always so faithful. So it's given me a strong confidence. It's given me a boldness to go and do exactly what he said. Just be there and stand before the people and proclaim the word in the name of Jesus. And I've seen God do these things. And He literally does breathe on the people. And you're going to see in just a few minutes how that has direct application to this meeting tonight. Okay, that has direct application. Because I believe tonight is a night of a time of refreshing and restoration in the presence of God. Okay, that's what the Lord spoke to me. So, before I get there real quick, I just wanted to say, you know, since... Since I was here, January 5, it's been seven months, 16 days, and I guess about six hours. And, uh, and maybe some of you are wondering why I just told you that. And I'm kind of wondering that, but maybe you're wondering, well, what have you been doing since then, Brother Frank? Well, I've been out on the mission field, amen, for the most part. We've been in the States a little while, 
although the States is a mission field also, but it's different than when I'm out there in my place of calling. Praise the Lord. But we've been out on the mission field. Well, what have you been doing out there? Well, I've been doing what I always do out there most of the time. I'm in my room praying, saying, Jesus, come over here. These people are crazy. You got to do something with these folks over here. I don't understand who they are. I don't, man, they're speaking kind of funny languages to me all the time and looking at me and moving their eyes and their lips and, 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 uh, Looking at me. You know, I know what it is now to, to stand out in a crowd. Amen. And I, what that means is when you stand out in a crowd, people look at you. Oh, look at that guy. So I've been doing that. Jesus, come over here. But, but you know what I found out, which was kind of humorous, was that the people in those countries are doing the same thing. They're saying, Jesus, come over here. This man's crazy. <laughs> You got to do something with this guy. (laughs) Why is he here anyway? (laughs) Praise the Lord. But no, it's it's been good. And it's been a good year. And as always, we've seen just uh, God do what he does in the nations. He's bringing in a harvest from the nations that we're going to so far this year. I've been, we were living in the Philippines for, for the first half of this year. But I also traveled over into India and into Pakistan and um, in some real heavy Muslim areas and uh, both in the Philippines and in Pakistan. And uh, we've seen great revival take place. We've seen souls flood the altars coming to the Lord. The Lord working signs, mighty deeds, miracles, signs and wonders just to just to confirm to the people that Jesus Christ is who he said he is, Lord and Savior of all. And so we've seen great things. Our churches have continued to develop in the Philippines. We've entirely handed over all of our churches. We've got 10 churches in the Philippines that have been planted through the years through our evangelistic works and um, our outreaches. And um, those have all been turned over into the hands of the Filipino pastors that We've had a hand in training uh, to a greater or lesser degree, um, but uh, it's been wonderful. Um, and then we've got a, uh, a, a really cool new project going on in India, and that is uh, through the connection and partnership of another Indian pastor man up in New Delhi, India. Um, we've begun to produce DVDs, because DVDs are the best way, other than just going, to the villages uh, up in northern India, which is in northern India, the statistics are that one out of every 10,000 people knows Jesus in northern India. That land of a million, a billion, uh, 200 million plus people, uh, pockets of that nation are, are, have been touched with the gospel, uh, but for the most part up in the north part of India, Um, Like I said, it's almost virtually totally unreached and we're able to start getting in there and so we're doing a DVD project where we do a half an hour to 40 minute teachings, uh, whether it's just pure gospel, straightforward gospel preaching or if it's some, some real simple you know, foundational teaching. We've begun to do those DVDs and they're interpreted into the Hindi language and they'll be interpreted into other language as it continues to grow. And we've just begun to 
reproduce, and we've just made our first few thousand DVDs, and uh, we're going to, the, the pastors that are connected with my friend, a pastor up there, will be beginning to take these into the villages, and we're going to begin to be able to reach, evangelize, and teach, and train Christians and leaders, and then reach the lost up in these places. And our plan is, is not only to get the DVDs in, but then at some point after DVDs have gone in, then we will be able to personally go in and send teams to these places to make personal contact. And so we're very excited about the harvest that God has prepared for us, and we're excited about getting more and more into it. So um, so we're the body of Christ, amen? I, I'm going to, if I get to it, I don't really know if I'm going to get to a whole lot of this or not. Uh, we're just going to just go with the flow of the Holy Ghost, amen? And you guys are believing with me, right? You guys are just have your, have your hearts wide open and, and just, just ready to whatever the Lord says and does. But um, we're the body of Christ. And I want to talk to you a little bit about some of, just a very few of, the characteristics of the sons of God. And you know, ladies, in speaking the sons of God, you know we're talking about all of us inclusive because in Christ there is neither male nor female. Amen? But the Bible refers oftentimes to us as the sons of God. We can say the children of God. Whatever makes you feel more comfortable with that. But I want to talk to you about, and, and I'm not going there immediately, but, but um, we'll see if we get to, to just a few of them. But I want to talk to you about a couple of the characteristics of the children of God. So we are the body of Christ, amen? We are the temple, the house of the Holy Ghost, amen? We are the building of God. And we are also the sons and the children of God. But here's what you need to realize. That if we were not first the sons of God, or if we were not first the children of God, we would be neither the body of Christ or the temple of God. It all begins with becoming children of God. Amen? And because we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. Amen? Of all that He is and all that He has. Not only now in this lifetime, but throughout all the ages and eons of eternity to come. Hallelujah. Without end, forever and ever. Amen? You know, you need to... Learn to live if you don't already. You need to learn to live not short-sighted for this temporal earth, these few years that we have on the earth. But my brother and sister, I encourage you to live for eternity. Have an eternal focus. Have an eternal mindset. Have an eternal... Uh, live out of your eternal spirit. Amen? And live for the rewards that are coming to us, not only in the future, but in this lifetime as well, because He's so good, and He gives us all things in Christ. But we are the body and the temple and the house of God. I am, and so because of that, we are His sons through Jesus. We can all confidently say, and we do confess, and we should say with a whole heart, I am His temple, He lives in me. I am His body, He walks and talks through me. Amen? I'm accepted in Him. I'm accepted in the Beloved. I'm more than a conqueror through Him. Amen? I'm joined with the Lord, and in fact, I'm one spirit with Him. Praise God. All of that is true now and forevermore. Hallelujah. That's where we glean our faith and our strength from. 
the power of the Word of God that is eternally true and will never change. But at the same time, we're living in this fallen earth and we have a soul and a body. And this soul needs to be renewed, needs to be refreshed, needs to be preserved, needs to be changed. Amen? And then the body along with it as we have any challenges with it. It also needs to be renewed, refreshed, changed, and, re- and preserved, kept by the power of God. Amen? And so that's why David, the psalmist, the man after God's own heart, the man who definitely had a different spirit about him, even in the Old Covenant, even though he wasn't yet a son of God. Do you realize that? That none of the uh, Old Testament saints, except for one, was the son of God. And you know who that one was, right? That was Adam. Amen. And in the genealogy of Jesus Christ, in the last verse of Luke chapter 3, going through the genealogy, it calls Adam the son of God. But then we understand that he lost that. That's what he lost, you see. What he lost was sonship. And we couldn't, and so no Old Testament saint could be a son of God until God sent forth his only begotten son from heaven. Amen. So that he could restore us again through the new birth, through the new creation, hallelujah. He could create a species of being that never before existed, amen? Hallelujah, because God lives inside of us. God came to dwell in his people and he made us his children again. And we are a part of his family, hallelujah. And so we have to grasp and recognize and understand and lay hold of the characteristics that are a part of who we are in Christ. Amen. And so I'm going to go through a couple of those tonight. But so the so David said, but see tonight I'm talking so let let me let me start off here and then I'll go back to David. Last night. And by the way, in your Bibles and I'm going to get there in a couple minutes, you can turn to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3. The other scriptures I read to you tonight, I'm actually not even going to, because it it helps to save time, you know. So I've just got some scriptures printed out on this page of paper here that I printed off from the computer. So if I start reading a scripture, you know, you can turn there or or not, but or else you can just listen and let and let the word wash over you and, and let your spirit hear what the word is saying rather than trying to flip through. I know you guys know your Bibles. I know you love your Bibles just like I do, you know. But just for the sake of time, I'll probably just read off scriptures here tonight. But I'll turn to Acts chapter 3 in just a minute. But last night at 12.33, amen, I looked at the clock. I was on my bed. I was getting ready to go to sleep, but I had this in front of me. I had my scriptures in front of me and just kind of meditating there for a little while before sleeping. Amen. You know the best way to get to sleep is just to begin to read your Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. That's no insult. Praise the Lord. Amen. God gives his beloved sweet sleep. Amen. And best way to do it is to fall asleep right there with the Bible in your hand. Amen. Hallelujah. The problem is, is that's the only time his children read it, then there's a problem. Amen. Lord, I was going to read last night. I, pro- I, I promise tonight I'm going to read, Lord. I, I swear, uh, Lord, I promise. I know I fall asleep, Lord, tonight I'm going to read. Amen. That's why I think it's good to get up in the morning when you're fresh and try to <laughs> 
get it in. But so at nighttime, it's a good, amen, it's a good elixir, amen, it's a good get you, wind you down, amen. The peace of God is on the word of God. That's the only way I can see it. But um, anyway, 12.33 a.m. last night, praise the Lord. The Lord said something to me as I was uh, looking this over, and this is where we're going now. He said, I want the spirit of refreshing on my service tomorrow night. He said, I want the spirit of refreshing to wash over my people tomorrow night. And uh, I said, amen, glory to God. Thank you, Lord, amen. I'm, I'm, I'm good on that, Father, thank you. Thanks for that direction, and I'm, I'm all about it. Glory to God. I want the spirit of refreshing on my people and on my service tomorrow night. So I said, amen, I agree, Lord. I'm, I'm all about that, praise the Lord. And then he spoke up again, though. He said, well, I'm not done. He said, and, uh, I want you to tell them, the people, tomorrow night when you get up and speak, I want you to tell them, <clears throat> and I'm telling you now, Amen. To see me as the refreshment man. Amen. (laughs) See me as the refreshment man tonight. And then he showed me what that refreshment man was. See? And uh, it was this. He said, uh, tell them you're the refreshment man and pass out refreshments to my people like the guy who walks the aisles at the ball games. And I said, oh, Lord. So I said, praise God. There was something not good about that, I thought. I thought, man, Lord, like the guy at the ball game. Okay, so what do I do? Throw it at him, Lord? And he said, so I said, so he said, so I thought, okay, Lord, I can do that. I got some water tonight, amen. Water is refreshing, amen. So we got the water of the anointed word, amen, tonight. And so we're going to be bringing that to you, the, the water. It's really refreshing when it's hot and you're thirsty, amen? Sometimes a nice Coca-Cola, amen, for you guys, ladies who like Coca-Cola, amen. We got some Coca-Cola tonight, amen. But, uh, but guys, I don't want to hear anything about pass me a beer, okay? I got no beer and no wine to give you tonight, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord, I got water and I got Coke, Amen. But I thought, Lord, I don't know about this. To me, it just seems like a demotion. Amen. I said, oh, Lord, I got demoted. Praise the Lord. I'm no longer a preacher. I'm the guy who walks around with the thing in front of his waist and his cap on sideways. Coke, Coke, peanuts, peanuts. Come get your Coke. You know, and no one respects the guy. He's only there because he's a necessary evil, you know. He gets in the way of people watching the game. Get out of my way. Listen, idiot, go on. I'm trying to miss the home run. Get out of my way, man. And he just, you know, he just passes it down the aisle. People throw the money at him. Then they tell him, get out of here. Go away. So, uh, but anyway, praise the Lord. Whatever I have to be for the Lord, I'm happy to be. Amen. But, uh, so listen. I want to go back and I want to say something about restoration and refreshing. Because um, they're different, but they're similar. And there could be people in here tonight that need a little bit of restoration. Whereas there could be others who just need refreshing. But I know the Lord said the spirit of refreshing here tonight.
But I remember David there in Psalm 23. Remember that? He said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. You know, he said this not in a good time, but in a difficult time. He said this in a dry time. He said this in a time when he was being chased. He said this in a time when they were after his life. He didn't say this in a, like as a confession of thanksgiving. This was a confession of faith. Amen. And he said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. And he leads me beside still waters. And these are two very important ingredients and key pictures that you've got to have in your mind in order to receive refreshing and restoration. And so he said, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Amen. He restores my soul. And so that word restore literally means to turn back or to bring back. It means to make full again, to complete someone thoroughly by a repair and mending process. And so, you know, in life, people get broken. Uh, people get torn up, you know, in life just because of the difficulties and the problems in the earth and people get torn up and people get, you know, broken and they need restoration at those points in their lives. But the Lord, what He wants to do is bring then a refilling. He repairs, He mends, He restores, and then He refills. And that's what the refreshing is. The refreshing is a refilling. Amen. The restoration is, is so when things are broken and torn apart and there's a loss and an emptying of the fullness of the abundant life of Jesus in our hearts, the Lord brings a refilling. Amen. And so we always continually need to be refilled. Amen. But the refreshing... Is a, listen to this, and this goes back to what I told you about what the Lord said to me those years ago. The refreshing is a recovery of breath. A recovery of breath. You remember when Adam, I mean when God created Adam and what did he do? He stood him up before him and he breathed into him the breath of life. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. Amen. And he brought him to life. And so when we need refreshing, it's because we're not fresh anymore. We, we've lost the freshness and the vitality and the strength that comes with the breath of our Lord God in our life. The breath is the, is the Spirit of God. Amen. Also, another thing that brings refreshing is a nice breeze or a wind on a hot day. Amen. When it's hot out and then you get a nice gust of breeze unless you're in Oklahoma all it does it's, it's like a blast furnace so it makes you hotter but in the summer but usually you get a nice cool breeze and oh that's refreshing amen that's that's like the refreshing we're talking about but for your spirit and for your soul and so that's why the Lord literally wants to speak upon you and over you and he wants to breathe into you the breath of life the refreshing it so it, it also means to rest and to be relieved to be relieved of something, some kind of a burden, some kind of a weight. We need relief sometimes. We need relief. And you know what? I was thinking refreshing can also be the heat, though. In a, in a, in a, in a cold winter night, nothing like getting by the fire, amen, and feeling the heat off of that fire that brings refreshing and renewal to us, amen? And so sometimes you don't just need the, the, 
the wind of God or a cool drink while you're in the desert, but sometimes the fire of God can serve as a great refresher. Amen? Hallelujah. I was in a meeting about three weeks ago, and me and my wife both received at the same time. They called us up to pray for us, and we both received a heavy dose of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And we were so refreshed that my wife got up. I mean, my wife really received something very special that night. But she got up and she said, wow, it feels like I lost about 100 pounds. I just feel so light. I feel like I could just fly around. I just feel so light. I can't explain it. And of course, she said, I know I didn't lose weight, but that's what it feels like. And the Lord said, well, that was in your spirit, my darling. That was in your soul. I took the weight off of you. And now you're light again. Amen. So it comes as you slow down. Amen. This is all literal explanation, definition of what refreshing is. It's not just my idea. It literally comes to you. It's a recovery of your breath. Amen. It comes as you slow down and as you cool off. Amen. You take a deep breath, man. Some of us get down the road in life and we just can't stop, man. We're driven and and we're going so fast and so hard that our radiator overheats in life. Amen. And we got to just sit down on the side of the road and we got to cool down and let that thing run off of us. And we got to let the cool water flow down on us again. And we got to just chill out. Amen. We got to rest. Praise the Lord. So cool down, and you got to take a deep breath. You literally can, when you're in the presence of God, and I promise you that the manifest presence of God will fall on us in here. And as His presence is upon you, you can literally breathe in. Just even breathe in naturally. You begin to take a deep breath. Inhale deeply. And then exhale And let it out. And you will see, literally, a physiological, psychological, spiritual change in your psyche. You'll literally slow down and you'll be refreshed in the presence of God. Because that is it. You want to breathe in His peace-filled presence. Amen. So breathe out of the Spirit of God. Sometimes, like I said, people get so busy. And what happens is people get so busy... They forget to breathe. I mean, really. You've probably done it in your, in your own life. I know I've done it, man. I'm like short of breath, you know. I'm so stinking busy. And I'm running around here and there. And I forget to breathe. And I lose the oxygen that I need. Well, the oxygen of heaven, the atmosphere of heaven, is the presence of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The presence of the Holy Spirit. He is. He fills the atmosphere of heaven. And He comes down and He lives among us. But there are still times where He manifests specially His presence to us and upon us and in us so that He might again strengthen us and flow through us. Amen? And we forget to breathe. Or some people even stop breathing. So tonight I tell you, in Jesus' name, breathe tonight. Amen? Breathe tonight. Just chill out. Rest. Don't think about anything else. Don't think about what you got to do tomorrow. Don't think about what you got to do after the service tonight. Don't think about what you got to do with the children right after this service. Just really don't even just let it all go and stop for a moment. 
and receive the refreshing of the Lord and His presence. Amen? That's why sometimes coffee is not such a good thing for me. Amen? Because when I get too much coffee, man, I like a good amount of coffee. I like my caffeine and my coffee. But man, sometimes I OD. You know, I I shouldn't do it. But I say, I'll just go ahead and have another cup today. Praise God. And I take it. And man, I can't even, it's like I can't even breathe right the rest of the day because I'm so wound up and so fired up. And I can't slow down even though I want to slow down. But my now I've put myself under the control of this this thing, uh, this substance. And I'm having a hard time relaxing and slowing down and I'm not even breathing properly and I'm like dear Lord but that's what it's like in the in the spirit that's what it's like in your soul sometimes you get so busy and caught up and you're running at a breakneck speed in life and that's why the Lord says slow down rest stop cool off take a break take a deep breath breathe freely of my atmosphere the atmosphere of heaven breathe freely of the zoe life breathe in and let everything else go praise god amen so anyway we'll do that in just a few minutes so let me read acts chapter 3 here you guys are probably well familiar with this Scripture, you've probably already read it while I've been sitting here talking. Maybe four or five times already. So like, well, you don't need to read it now, preacher. I, we got it. Here it is. No, Acts chapter 3 and verse 17. And now, brothers, I know that you acted in ignorance. And that's a word of the Lord for some of you tonight. Amen. <laughs> it's all right. Listen. I know, child. I know my son. I know my daughter. Your heart is mine. Your life is mine. And the reason you may be dealing with certain things in your life right now might be because you made an ignorant decision or you did something out of the will of God or you just didn't follow me. But it's okay. So he said, I I know you act, but he's not really saying that to you. I'm just really just joking. This is what he said to the to the unsaved folks there. I know you acted in ignorance as did your rulers, but listen, what God foretold by the mouth of all the prophets, that his Christ would suffer, he has thus fulfilled. Repent, therefore, and turn back. Amen. This is a key thing. Repent, therefore, and uh, turn back, that your sins may be blotted out, that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. And there it is right now. When I just said that, the presence of the Lord just hit me. That times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord and that he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. That he may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus. Amen? Jesus, the anointed one. The anointed one to save. Save God's people. Save God's people from their sin. Relieve them of the bondage and the burden and the suffering, soul suffering of sin. The anointed one has been sent to destroy every yoke of bondage and remove and release you from every burden in your life. 
If you will only allow Jesus, the one whom heaven has sent, he will save you from your sins and he will literally give you his own life, breathing into you the Zoe life of God so that you might become his own child, become one of his own family, an heir of God, so that you might rule the world and reign with him forever and ever throughout all time and receive his love, his joy, and his peace all in abundance now and forevermore. This is what God extends to the world and to us continually as his children. Amen? And it comes as we are refreshed in His presence. What we need when we're coming out of the world each day. Because I know most of you, as I did, and of course I'm still living in the world and I still have to deal with a lot of worldly things. And like I said, sometimes those things are, can be magnified and 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 more complicated when you're living in a foreign land, in a foreign culture, among foreign people with different ways and different language. So don't think that because I'm a preacher and I'm in full-time ministry now and I'm not working a secular job anymore that I don't have to deal with these kind of things because trust me, on a daily basis out on the field, I'm dealing with it. Amen. You go try to get an immigration uh, visa in India. Amen. And then come back and see me and tell me how you did. Hallelujah. Amen. It was the parting of the Red Sea. Amen. For my wife to get that. Praise God. Oh, Lord Jesus. But no, what we need when we're coming out, though. Amen. Because we are separate from them. Amen. And God says, come out from among them. Amen. But the problem is some of God's people never do come out from among them. Because they're still carrying the weight and the burden and the trash and the garbage that just happen to come on them because they have to be in the world, even though they're not of it. And so they, instead of letting it go and getting in the presence of God, they just carry this thing around in their soul and in their mind and even in their body from day to day to day when the Lord has a better way. Amen? Praise God. Amen. And so that's what we need. And so that's why the Lord has brought me here tonight. So I'm going to give you a few. I can't give you all of these. I've got in this particular message seven characteristics of the, of the, of the children of God. Of course, there's a lot more than that, obviously. God is infinite and the fathom of His of his being and his wisdom and his person can't be, you can't plumb the, 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 the depth of who he is, amen. But there's a few things here. And I'm going to touch on maybe three or four right now. But um, these came to me, and uh, it so happened that they all came to me in a tidy little package that, you know, for teaching and preaching purposes that really is really good sometimes because it helps people to, to, under, uh, to, to, to retain. Amen. Easier to memorize because it's, you know, something about it, the way that it's delivered, the way that it's packaged. And so these particular characteristics come tonight all beginning with the letter F. The letter F. 
which is, my personal opinion, the best letter in the alphabet. Amen. Frank! Amen. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, that's not true either. I'm just trying to have a little fun with you. Actually, it was many years I didn't even like my name. I was like, you know, hot dog, Frank, hot dog, beans and Franks, beans and Frank, you know, come on, Jesus. <laughs> so, uh, so I thought, Lord, this is not good. Beans and Franks, that's what you think of me? Amen. But, uh, but then he revealed to me the meaning of my name. And when I found it out, I said, well, as far as, you know, I don't know. If those, do you think those things are real, though? You know, the, the, the ones that you get as a magnet that you stick on the fridge, you know? It's got the Christian name, got the name, and then it's got a glorious, you know, scriptural revelation about the name. Amen. So anyway, I took mine, amen, as gospel, because the name Frank means free man. Praise the Lord. So I said, okay, amen, beans and free man. Hallelujah. Glory to God, that's better. The free man is eating some beans tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Anyway, praise the Lord. But um, really, and as I say these, as, as I mention these scriptures and these, and these characteristics, what I feel is maybe some of you will identify something about a characteristic that you, need, that you say, yeah, I, I, need, I need refreshing in that area. I need refreshing in that area. And so in just a few minutes, what we'll do is um, I feel led to go ahead and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll call them. Hopefully I'll remember to call the musicians up and we'll get some music going here. And then whoever would really like to receive some prayer tonight, I want you to come up tonight. Because I'm anointed of the Spirit of God in this area to lay hands and impart to you some spiritual gift. I'm, I'm, I'm anointed to be able to transfer, amen, and bring you something, a gift from the Lord. And so don't hesitate. Don't hold back. Don't be bashful. Don't be proud. Whatever. You know, I'm not. I'm telling you, when I go to meetings... And I'm called out, or I sense that, yeah, this is for me. Man, I jump up there. I jump right up there. Because I know that he who receives is able to give. Amen? And the more you receive of God, the more you're able to give. Amen? And the more you receive, he who freely receives can freely give. But he who hasn't received doesn't have that which is necessary to be given to the person that you are to pass it along to because this is something not only for your own life but something that will that will enlarge and increase your own life so that you might become a more effective minister to those around you in your world amen because you are the ministers of god as i said you are the body of christ amen we are the body of Christ. We are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And it is in this day and in this hour, amen, that God is, is raising up each and every one of His people who have a heart 
to be raised up and to be released into the harvest wherever God would send them, wherever God would thrust them out with great force, whether it be in Boise or whether it be Boise and beyond. Amen. But God is raising up His people, hallelujah, so that He might thrust them out into their purpose and their divine destiny so that they can live the abundant life, amen, and be well satisfied, hallelujah. Filled with purpose, amen. Filled with the anointing. Filled with the presence of God, amen. This anointing and this presence, praise God, it first comes to us as a gift because God loves us as His children, but then He fully intends that it would be absolutely released out of us and flow through us, amen? That's the only way the world is really going to be one for Jesus in this hour, amen? Too much going on, too many people, too much opposition for just a few people to carry the message, for just a few people to carry the presence, amen? It's got to be each and every one of us, praise God. Amen, hallelujah. So the first characteristic, and you're probably going to say, duh, but um, (laughs) because you guys are fully mature, And, uh, you know, you've come in almost probably to the fullness of the stature of the knowledge of Christ unto a perfect man because, you know, you you just are here on a Wednesday night in a powerful church with, with good people, anointed people, and you receive and you have the Holy Ghost. But nevertheless, I've seen so many things to the contrary. But the first characteristic of a son of God, of a child of God, is that he or she is and lives with the knowledge and the full understanding daily that they are forgiven. They are forgiven. Like I said, you probably say, boy, that's a big point there, Brother Frank. Thanks for telling me that, you know. That's like day one, you know, Christianity, pre-K. I understand that, amen. (laughs) You couldn't have been born again if you didn't get that one, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But wait a minute. Wait just a minute. Because as I said, I've been in this 39 years and I've dealt with my own issues, but not only that. I've dealt with thousands and thousands, scores of believers in America and around the world that cannot live forgiven. Don't know how to live forgiven. Their life is a continual struggle, a continual striving to receive the forgiveness, to receive the grace, to receive the cleansing that God has provided once and for all through Jesus Christ. Amen. It is the devil's main tool to come against, to steal the word out of your heart so that he can condemn you so that you'll cast off your faith and you'll live in a place of unforgiveness. Even though you are forgiven. Amen. Forgiven, forgiveness is freedom from eternal judgment and condemnation. 
That's what it is. Forgiveness is freedom. There is therefore now no condemnation, amen, for those that be in Christ, amen, who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. There is therefore now no condemnation, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, being weak through the flesh and through sin, God did, hallelujah, God did, amen, by sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh, He condemned sin in the flesh. God finally judged, eternally judged, all sin in the body of Jesus Christ on the cross. Amen. And to think otherwise is to really dishonor what He has done. To think otherwise is to count the blood of the covenant a vain thing. But God is still works with us. He's patient. He loves us. He knows our heart. But this is where many struggle. Living forgiven. And when people... Here's the problem with this also is that you're going to see the natural progression. When people often uh, cannot forgive themselves, what else can't they do? They have a hard time forgiving other people. You're going to find that most judgmental people, I'm talking about, you know, that, that hard judgmental spirit that always wants to criticize and always wants to judge others. You know what the problem with that person is? They, don't, they aren't walking in forgiveness for themselves. They haven't freely received and so they can't freely give. And so, John 1.12 says, But as many as received Him, to them He gave the right, the authority, to become children of God, to those who believe in His name. Amen? And His name means Savior. Jesus, Jehovah saves, amen. And so those who believe and receive, amen, receive the cleansing in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, amen. And then I love 1 John 3, 1 and 2. Basically, I'll paraphrase it, but it says, behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we are called children of God. And then he uses this, this word that you find often in the New Testament, especially with John's writings. He says, beloved, or beloved, however you like to say it, beloved, now we are the children of God. Amen. And so, the first characteristic that you need to be refreshed in, possibly, or you just need to always remember and live in, is that you are a child of God and you are forgiven. I love that word beloved. Let me just share this with you. Because a few years ago the Lord shared this with me. It's awesome. He said as I read. And I saw that word beloved. He said. Um, <clears throat> that's a term of endearment. That's like us calling him Abba. Abba. Papa. He calls us beloved. And he said do you know why. You have that name. Do you understand what that means. And I said well. I just know that I'm your beloved one, Father. 
And he said, well, listen, I want to show you something so you'll see. He said, look at that word and divide it in two. He said, it's a compound word. The first word is be and the second word is love. He said, in giving you this name, I want you always to remember to be loved. Always receive and be loved. Don't allow anything else to come in and take anything away. Let me go ahead and move on. And I'm not going to get through all of these. I'm just going to give you what they are. That's all. The second characteristic is to be a follower. A follower. Amen. Therefore, be followers of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering, sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Amen? Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. And then, you know, when Jesus came onto the scene, and in Mark chapter 1, Jesus called them to himself, and he said, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. Something that you had to do when you came to Jesus the very first time for you to actually come up and however you received the new birth and your salvation, you had to do it in that moment, didn't you? You couldn't put it off. I mean, if you put it off, then it wasn't happening then. It was maybe going to happen another time, but it wasn't going to happen then. And that's how we have to live our life. One of the characteristics is being a follower. And one of the characteristics and the key ingredient of being a follower of Jesus is to immediately obey as he beckons. Amen. Don't put the Lord off. Don't reason things away. Don't try to figure the move out before you make the move. You'll never make it. You're not supposed to figure it out. You're just supposed to stand up and obey the Lord. Now, if the Lord shows you that it's for a future time, that's fine. But even then, you have to make the decision and the consecration to do it. But when the Lord beckons you like he did here, and he said, come, follow me. Now, immediately rise and follow the Lord wherever he wants to lead you. Amen? Hallelujah. As you do, see these things. As you live forgiven, as you live as a follower, you'll be refreshed. But listen, this is cool. Because what you do is, you're a follower who learns then, you become spirit taught, and you learn to be led by the spirit in life. Amen. Now, I'm not going to get into that. There's more into being led than people think sometimes. There's a lot of elements about being led of the Spirit. But anyway, you learn to be led of the Spirit so that you're guided by the Spirit in all the affairs of your life. And as you follow the Spirit and you learn to be led by Him, you know what He does? He teaches you then to be a leader. Amen. That's awesome. And that's what people need. People need leaders. Amen. People need them to lead them to Jesus. Amen. Other brothers and sisters need you to lead them to to still waters and to green pastures and to places of goodness and blessing in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So as you follow, it's to the end that you may become a leader. And to the degree that you do follow the master, you are able to be an effective leader. Amen. You can't be an effective leader without first being a good follower of the Lord. Amen. So always follow him because 
It takes the weight and the burden and the care of this life off of you when you just realize that you can throw up your hands to the Lord and you don't have to figure it all out. You can say, Lord, Father, I'm your son, I'm your daughter, Jesus, I'm your child also, uh, and you can lead me in life by your Spirit. Amen. And you can begin to live a supernaturally peace-filled life. Amen. Then the next one is you become a fisher. Amen. One of the characteristics of God's people is that they are fishers. Fishers of men. Amen. Who work for their Abba Father. So in that, you become an influential person in life. And you become a person who harvests. You know, God has, I think, three main businesses. Fishing, farming, and building. Amen. Just think about those three things as you work for the Lord and think about what area he's called you to. Fishing, farming, and building. Amen. Praise God. And you know, if you toil on your own like Peter did uh, when, he, when Jesus told him to launch out into the deep, you don't want to live that kind of a life. But you want to live a peace-filled life. Fourth, you become a fireman. Amen. I wanted to stay longer on that, but I really want to hurry through this so I can pray for you guys. Amen. And we can just minister the Lord in His presence for a few minutes. But you become a fireman. And it's not so much in the, in the sense that you carry the fire hose and you put fires out, although sometimes you do have to put fires out, but really it's in the opposite. You become a carrier of the fire of God. Think of it in that way. And that fire of God produces a zeal and a boldness in one's life. Amen. And it says the Lord said that he, the zeal of your house, Father, has consumed me. It has eaten me up. And what that fire of God does is it causes you to walk in the power and the authority of Christ. And it causes you to love God and to love righteousness and to hate the devil and to hate lawlessness. And so you love what God loves and you hate uh, what, what God doesn't love, amen, and you have the fire of God that burns in your life so that you can go about like Jesus, doing good, healing people who are oppressed of the devil, destroying all the works of the devil as you go through life, amen. There's nothing like being a fireman, amen. You remember Elijah the prophet when he had that confrontation with the prophets of Baal and he said, listen, you call on your God and I'll call on my God. And what did he say? The God who answers by fire. He shall be God, amen. And so that fire, that heavenly holy fire is what produces the power of God the miraculous power of the Spirit of God in your life. And so a characteristic of the believer, and that's why that's a problem because so many believers around the world are lukewarm. So many believers around the world are just nominal in their faith. But listen, if you want more of God and you want to really live on a high level of being a child of God, then you've got to hunger and thirst for the Lord and the things of God and you've got to allow Him and ask Him to pour His fire through your life. Because our God is a consuming fire. Amen? But you know what? The cool thing is that he consumes his enemies and his foes around about. Hallelujah. 
It's not like he gets in you and consumes you. He only consumes that which is in you that opposes him and opposes his will. The things that you don't need, the things that aren't good for you, the chaff, he burns it up, the dross, he melts it away so that your faith may be refined in the fire of God and it may be maybe, maybe more precious than gold that perishes and it may be found to the glory and praise of the Lord Jesus Christ when he comes. Amen. The fire of God. You've got to be a fireman. Amen. And then very quickly, the fifth characteristic of the children of God is that they are free. Amen. Can someone say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Free. Amen. Free from fear so that you can courageously live by faith and receive all the fullness of God. Amen. The unspeakable joy. And the incomprehensible peace of the Lord is known only when you live a life in the freedom of the Lord. Amen. I'd get more into that now, but really, it's, it's not swerving away from the truth that will keep you free. Amen. You know, Jesus said, the truth shall make them free and who the sun sets free shall be free indeed and he is the way and the truth, amen. But also there in 3 John, if you read that chapter, 3 John verses 2, 3 and 4, it talks about how uh, I have no greater joy, you know, the apostle uh, John said, you know, to his spiritual children, but you know what? Really in the end, that was God speaking to all of his children, amen. Because that was God speaking through John and he said, I have no greater joy than to see that my children are walking in the truth. Amen? So don't allow the lies of the devil. Don't allow the wicked schemes of the enemy to come in and steal away the pure truth of the Lord from you. Amen? And then number six characteristic is to be faith-filled or filled with faith and faithful. And it comes in that order. You are to be, have the faith of God. That is the key ingredient that we all know that pleases the Lord. Amen? Remember he said that in Hebrews eleven six 6 there, that without faith it's impossible to please him, for whoever comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a what? A rewarder. Amen? A rewarder. Someone say that. A rewarder. A rewarder, a rewarder in this life and in the life to come. Amen. And he is a rewarder, listen, of those who diligently seek him. So what I want to tell you here is that do you live a life of seeking your Lord? That's really a life of faith. And as you seek him, you will be filled with his faith. You see? Because to be in the presence of the Lord tonight and to be refreshed in the presence of the Lord, the presence literally means that you have turned away from any outside uh, outside circumstance, outside thing. Your work your trouble, your, your whatever, your responsibilities. And you've turned away from that and you've turned to fully face Him. And He then shines as He does with a glorious countenance upon you. So as you come and face the Lord tonight, 
Come, come gaze entirely into his face. And the refreshing of his presence will strike you and wash you and comfort you and calm you and cool you. Amen. If I can get it, whoever comes to minister to the Lord in music during the ministry times, if you wouldn't mind doing me the favor of coming and playing the keyboard or something. We don't need a, a whole accompaniment, just some, just minister to the Lord. <clears throat> and I close with this. And it is the seventh characteristic. And it is something very special about this character is because you can be a child of God and it's what God desires for all of his children it's what we desire as natural parents as our children grow we we're their fathers and we're their mothers and we'll always have that authority to one degree or another and we should in the lives of our children but as our children grow, grow, and so it's the same way with our Father God, as our children grow, it's only natural to, to rejoice as we see them grow to the point where they can become independent and go out on their own and find their own life and their own purpose and their own destiny in God. And it's not that we ever get independent from the Lord. That's where that's different. Whereas they never have to be completely independent from our influence. But, but what we want as we grow, as they grow into adulthood, is we don't only want to be their parents, but the, the characteristic that we want is to be their friend. And that's what God wants for each and every one of us tonight. My, my greatest prayer is that Father... Not only that I would be your son and that you would be my father, but that you would also be my friend. Someone with whom I can share life, heart, soul, completely and entirely. There's nothing restrained and nothing withheld and nothing held back. Because there's not the degree of intimacy and friendship there that you desire and that I desire. And tonight, maybe in any of these areas that I've mentioned, you just know that you, in your heart, Lord, something here has spoken to me tonight. And I've come to receive a refreshing. I want you to do what you said you would do. And so if that's you tonight, as they're playing, please, anyone, come now and just line the front, and I'm going to pray. And as they're coming to the front, yeah, you can move that all that. Thank you. The peace of God 
is going to fill and flood your hearts, your soul, your mind tonight. And that peace, the peace of God literally, listen to me, the peace of God literally causes you to be at one again. You see, what happens in is things get broken and things get torn and things get divided and things get split up and we but the presence and the peace of the spirit the shalom of God we understand that it, those phrases that are true to have nothing missing nothing broken nothing out of joint but literally what it means is that the Lord brings you into oneness again where your spirit and your soul and your body are in alignment in the place that they need to be and you are joined again as one spirit with the Lord. Not just in, not just in theory, not just in that which He's done for you, but in actual experience. And this oneness will literally cause your body to be healed tonight. If you have something uh, plaguing your body, if you have pain in your body, if you have sickness in your body tonight, this just being in the presence of God will literally cause you to be made whole and it will add years to your life if you'll dwell in the presence of the Lord. But you remember when Jesus talked in the Beatitudes there on the Sermon on the Mount and he gave those blessed is he and blessed is he and blessed is he. If you'll read that someday, you'll actually see that that is a progressive, a, a progression, a progressive thing. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You come to the Lord poor and he washes you and cleanses you and brings you into his kingdom. Blessed are those who mourn for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. And so I say to you tonight, my dear brothers and sisters, the Lord sees the purity of your heart tonight. And He wants you to know that He sees you. And you can be assured. That's what I was saying earlier. Do you seek God? You do seek God because you're here tonight. So you can be fully assured and confident that He is pleased with you. And that He is, and, and he is bringing you a reward. He is pleased with you and He is bringing you a reward. And that reward is that which you need most in this moment. And you know what you need. And it's yours tonight. And as you receive this, you receive the highest calling of the Lord, which is when He said, Blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Lord, you impart to your people tonight 
orquesta. Yeah, you here, even you guys out there in the seats, but you up here, put your hands out like this right now. And as you do, the heavy presence of the Lord, the weighty presence of His glory, which comes with joy inexpressible, comes with peace incomprehensible, comes with love exceedingly. Comes with life abundantly. Comes with renewal. Comes with restoration and it comes with refreshing. Right now, thank you Lord, resting on the people now. So I simply lay my hands, receive, Thanks, God. Refreshing.